we wanted to start our marathon at 11, mm -hmm. but it's now 10.58. So this yeah. is going to be a two-minute episode. <laughs> our shortest one yet. <laughs> no, that's too short. Okay. Ugh. So <laughs> we're probably going to do like 12 to 4 or something like that, I think. Okay. Yes. Okay. And we'll try to make this one about an hour. Oh, uh, wait. Yeah, so I we think can, we can. So we can get four hours in. Okay, so if we do this uh, by, I don't know, 11, let's see, right? Oh, it's almost, it's almost uh, 11. That's okay, what I said. so 12, okay. Yes. So four hours of more. <laughs> yeah. Now, before we started doing this, mm -hmm. you brought up the subject of one of my exes, the one who is from New Jersey, and kind of implied that you wish she died at Axon Park. I never said that. That was the implication. I no, got. I didn't. I was, I wasn't implying anybody dying at Action Park, Bub. Tell me, what were you trying to say? No, I was. Just, I just thought about it just a few minutes ago about. Oh, I wonder if uh, she knows about Action Park because that was in like the heart of New Jersey. I would assume so. Her parents were very conservative, not necessarily politically, but in what they would allow their kids to do. So they pro she probably never, never went. That's my assumption because yeah. she is a few years older than me. Mm -hmm. So Action Park closed down in '96. Yeah, she would have probably been 19 at the time. Okay, and, but it wasn't the same the last couple of years as most people were saying. And I doubt her parents would have let her go. So to give you an idea about how conservative her parents were when it came to things, she told me that you remember the show Step by Step, obviously. Yeah, is your step by step or full house? Step by step. I think it well, was. there's two things. Yeah. Okay. Her parents had issues watching step by step with her and her brother because the parents were divorced. That's insane. Yeah, so I believe Step by Step came out in like 1990. 91, I think, about 91. Yeah. Okay, 91. That would have made her like 14 at the time. Yeah, and uh, it was a blended, uh, like they called them blended family. So imagine this, you're 14 in the early 90s, and your parents have issues with you watching this family sitcom because the parents have gone through divorce. Yeah, that's really... <laughs> okay, so my, my parents were you know, pretty protective of us, but even that's insane. And they also had problems with Full House. So I guess Becky and um, the John Samos Uncle Jesse got married, right? Yep. There was an episode where, and I don't remember this episode. Yeah. I saw the show as a kid, but it wasn't yeah. like my favorite TV series. Right. Where the kids are trying to, I guess, talk to them through the walls or something and they said, we're doing our taxes, which was to imply to the older audience that they were getting ready to have sex or something. And I guess her parents heard that and freaked out. Yeah. By that time, they were already married. And yeah. And they weren't having sex. They were actually kissing. And they, uh, but. Okay. Yeah. I, I did see that episode. But by that time, they were already married. But they were just kissing. Yeah. Okay. They were just kissing. They, Of course, they weren't going to show that on a family show. Well. She said that her parents got really upset over that. See, that's really weird because you know, as as protective of, of as protective of us as my parents were, and they weren't as protective as some because they did have they did let us have some freedoms. Um, 
within reason. Mm -hmm. You know, we were able to stay over at friends' houses. We were able to have friends over for dinner, you know, whatever. But even they didn't have a a problem with that scene. I mean, it was like, I mean... (laughs) That that's insane to me. That's really insane. And nineties television in general was very much family oriented. The eighties and nineties, with maybe the exception of Roseanne, because Roseanne was kind of edgy during the time. Mm-hmm. They really, I think, they wanted to get back to the family atmosphere because in the seventies, the sixties and seventies were kind of getting off of that. I think. Um, I, I don't know. I, I could be wrong about it, but I, I. Think in the 80s and 90s, they wanted to get more families watching their networks. I think you're right. And there's also the thing of in the 60s, there were these radical hippies. And not all of them, but a good portion of them by the late 80s were starting to have kids, getting better paying jobs and becoming a little bit more domesticated. So there's a couple of factors that play into this. Mm -hmm. But it really made TV in a lot of ways a lot dumber, I think. I I wouldn't be so hard on it. I think they had good intentions. And and yeah, I did like those shows because I was a part of my childhood. I can't say that I, you know, I can't say that I, um, I didn't. But there was, and then, and you know, there were some parts of it that were really corny, but you kind of have to think about the time in which these shows were made. Well, here's the deal. TV for most of its existence has played to the mainstream which means dumbing it down for a lot of the audience. But it feels to me that the 80s and 90s was a really bad time for TV if you were looking for intelligent programming. That doesn't mean that there weren't exceptions to the rule, but it was really hard to find. Mm. Um, I think now TV's probably at its best, and, like... Whenever it started, there's some debate over that, but the three networks kind of came into play in like 1948 until 1970. TV was really dumb, and then it became dumb again around 1980 and stayed that way until roughly 2005. I don't know. <clears throat> I can't, I can't uh, uh, confirm or deny that. Oh. Yeah. And there were some shows that I didn't watch, so I wasn't watching The Wire um what was the other show that you were telling me about that i like yeah i was it the it was a wire but it was another show that you mentioned but i can't remember was it homicide life on the streets because i I talked to you about that yesterday yeah i haven't seen that either but my mom and sister really liked it and i found out that david simon who co-created the wire also created homicide life on the streets so i downloaded it this week and i'm excited to get into it because of that what did your friend say was better than The Wire? Was it Game of Thrones? Yeah. Oh. I don't think that's true. It, it seems to me, like, I've never read the books or saw any of the series, but it seems to me like it's overhyped. Yeah, here's the deal with Game of Thrones. Yeah. A lot of people I know love it. Yeah. Including my sister. She's a huge fan. But I've heard horrible things about the last season. Mm-hmm. It's based on a series of books by um, George R.R. R. Martin. He has no interest in writing the last two parts of the series, from mm-hmm. what I can tell. Yeah. And to, to me, I'm not going to read the books because I don't like reading a series that isn't complete. I would agree. 
And why would I watch a TV show when I know that the last season sucks? At least that's what I've been hearing from everybody. Plus, yeah. I did watch the first episode just because I heard so much about it. Yeah. Maybe it's just me, mm -hmm. but I kind of thought it was boring. Wow. Well, and it wasn't like one episode was really bad. It was that a season was really bad. Apparently, it takes place... In these kind of like medieval times. Yep. And in the last season, you can see a Starbucks logo <laughs> on somebody's cup. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I've heard really bad things about how they wrapped it up. That sucks too, babes, is I notice a lot of great TV shows will have really bad finales. Yeah. You know. And some shows like Frasier had a very good finale. Did it because there's now the question mark because they're going to reboot it. I, if it wasn't yeah. for that, I would say yes. Yeah. But Kelsey Grammer doesn't I, want to let that character go. I am glad that Friends is not in the process of having a reboot. Yeah. I think they were going to make a movie out of it, but which I, I, I you know, some, some people do that, but I don't believe that they are going to have a reboot and I hope they don't. That's good. Joey was the one spinoff that didn't go so well. Yeah. Um, because they're trying to make, you know, because Joey was trying to figure out what he wanted to do because his agent died and all that. But I, I saw that I saw like a little bit of that show and I'm like, oh, this is so boring. Mm. I didn't like it. I didn't like Joey. Interesting. I, I, I liked him better on Friends, but I think the two know. series finales that to me are the best and I'm, you know, telling you this now, but perhaps if I thought about it more, I'd have a different opinion. Cheers and Star Trek The Next Generation. I had a feeling you are going to say that. Yeah. Because you told me that several times. Okay. okay. I don't think I've stated it here, though. Okay. But what other great series finales have there really been? They all kind of suck. It all depends on what you like watching. You could say that Friends was a horrible finale, but you never watched it. Well, but I'm asking you, did you think that the finale was great? Um, I, it would, I mean, it, uh, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was good, but that's, that's me. I'm a big Friends fan. So. Right. But we, what are the best finales you think in television history? It's hard to say for me. Mm. I really don't know. I heard that the finale for the Mary Tyler Moore show, um, was a good one. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't really pay attention to, like, the details of a series finale. See, I think I do because I want to see how they're going to wrap things up if I get invested in a TV show. Mm -hmm. One of the most disappointing, of course, everybody knows it is Seinfeld. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't watch the finale. I heard it was horrible. You're not missing much. Yeah. It, which is really sad because the rest of the show is great. Yeah. It's like that one episode. You can make an argument that a couple of the early episodes aren't that great. Or maybe one or two in the later seasons. Right. But for the most part, that show hit it out of the park. Yeah, it did. There's that great scene in Curb Your Enthusiasm in the Seinfeld reunion season. Yeah. Where Larry David is having lunch with um, George Costanza. What's his name? Jason, Jason Alexander. Alexander. Yeah. And he's like, well, this will be great. We'll bring the show back. And it will be like... You know, we saw the finale, and we know, we know, <laughs> but we're trying to apologize for that. <laughs> but um, Larry David is still the mindset that it was great because he helped write it. That's hilarious. So he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? That's hilarious. Yeah. 
we're trying to apologize for it. I, I'm glad that they were able to make fun of it. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> we know, we know. <laughs> That's a season of Curb Your Enthusiasm that if you're a Seinfeld, uh, if you're a Seinfeld fan, you'd like Curb Your Enthusiasm anyway, I think. Yeah. But if you're really into the show and you don't know where to start with Curb, mm. I would recommend that season. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yes, but that's just me, babes. Okay. That's another show that's gone on too long, but you already know that. Yeah. You know what TV show I keep hearing good things about, and what? it just wrapped up? What? It's Succession. Oh, okay. I I don't think I've heard of that. It's one. an HBO series about this rich family, mm-hmm. and it's apparently based on the Murdochs. The Murdochs was a, the Mur the Murdochs. Okay. Wow. Yes. But apparently a lot of conservatives like it, too. So it's like across the board, people are enjoy the show. It's a bipartisan thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah. Um, any, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So you probably, I'm, I'm guessing you've never watched any of the Tyler Perry movies. No. Okay. Uh, I've seen interviews with him and he seems like a very intelligent person, though. Yeah, I, I did like a lot of his comedies, but there um there's one movie I saw and it was called The Family That Prays, but it's P R E Y S. Okay. It's about a rich family that um takes advantage of other people that are um under them. I don't know. I thought it was a good movie, The Family That Prays. And um I think they did another movie called I think he did, he wrote another movie called The Haves and the Have Nots. So, I got a question about this dude. What? Is he like a super religious Christian? That's what I gather. But here's the thing: he came from a um, a really horrible childhood because he was uh, physically abused. He was like sexually abused by three different people. One of them was a woman, um, and uh, and he uh, I think at one time he was homeless. But he wrote a bunch of plays. Uh, some of them, I mean, obviously there is a lot of them that centered around the black culture. Yeah. Um, I didn't see all of his movies. Like he wrote, he did, um. The Medea movies. The Medea movies. Is what he's best known for. Well, and then there's also Why Did I Get Married? Yeah. The two Why Did I Get Married, uh, movies. And then, um, uh, I have seen his, I have seen his plays that he did live, um, um, when, when they were recorded live. And then he also did, I didn't see this movie, but I heard it was really good called um, For Colored Girls. Okay. Um, so he's done some pretty, like, serious stuff. Yeah. He, he didn't really, wasn't a creative force behind it, but he was in Don't Look Up. And I thought he was good in it as the FBI agent. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, he's the guy who talks about how he met Sting and Sting farted in front of him and wouldn't acknowledge it. But there's actually a reason I asked if he was Christian or not. Yeah. From what I understand, mm-hmm. he dresses up in drag for the Medea movies. Yeah. And I may have that wrong, but that's what I've heard. Yeah. And I thought Christians were against um, cross-dressing. I think he does it for a character. And Medea is um, supposed to be based on, you know, the grandma yeah. on the block. And... I I think it's just a sh- his shtick because he's known for for Medea movies mm. and he does play Medea in his plays. There is this interesting thing now with conservatives and cross dressing. So my mind goes to somebody like him, but also Stephen Crowder uh, cross dresses a lot on his show. He does why? Yeah, I don't know why, but I he's don't... having like a complete uh, mental breakdown from what even people in the conservative world are saying. 
Okay, I don't know much about Steven Crowder. I heard that he has a podcast. Um, I'm not, I, I don't know much about this guy. That's her. Um, I personally think that the the whole Medea thing is supposed to be a joke. Okay. Like, I don't think he actually would cross-dress in real life if he um, didn't have this character. Mm. But I think, in my opinion, Medea is supposed to represent the the grandma down the block who's watching all the kids and will um tell the kids parents if they're acting up because he had he knew uh some of those ladies that lived in the neighborhood that would um uh that would uh yell at the kid not yell at the kids but um uh watch the kids and make sure that they were doing right so that's that's what i'm gathering well here's the thing I'm of the mindset that do you, like, cross-dressers don't bother me, live your life. Now, having said that, it is interesting that as a Christian man, he decides to do that when he could just hire a female actress. Well, you know, you know, maybe uh, maybe you should write to him and ask him why he does it. Mm. That's an idea. <laughs> that is an idea. Like, hey, uh, I have a question. I heard about your uh, your Medea character. Um, he, I don't... I do not remember if he ever talked about the the cross-dressing thing, but I honestly think it's just for art purposes. Yeah, and apparently he's a really start, a smart businessman, so he bought a bunch of real estate yeah. in Georgia, and now movie studios will rent out that space to shoot their television shows. That's really smart. There's a video he did for, I believe, Architectural Digest, uh -huh. where he goes on a tour of his studio and shows, okay, this is a set when we wanted to shoot a medical show. This is a street with some houses on and in case we oh, have wow. to shoot like a sidewalk. Huh. This is our fire department area. It was pretty interesting. And I heard that during the pandemic, yeah. he was able to keep productions going because he would house employees on the soundstage basically and just have like one or two people yeah. uh, go out for supplies. That's pretty cool. Actually. Yeah. D did you see that on YouTube? I saw the Architectural Digest thing on YouTube. That's kind of cool. And I heard the rumor about him keeping the productions going during COVID. Now, that's really cool. Yeah. 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 All the stuff that I've heard about Tyler Perry, I mean, I've, I've heard just nothing but good things. Like, mm. he's he's a, he's a good playwright. Um, he chooses um, the cast um, for his plays and his movies pretty well. Um, uh, and he's... You know he can he can be funny on the fly. I mean, a lot of the plays that I've seen him uh, do, Medea is pretty off the. It seems it seems like it's off the cuff. I know a lot of people who are big fans of his. Yeah. So maybe I'll give his stuff a shot. I don't know. Yeah, it, it always has a message, nice. even if you didn't agree with it. There's always a message there. Oh. And sometimes he has themes of like sexual abuse because he was sexually abused uh, severely, and. Um, things that like families having, um, a really hard time and, you know, poor families and poor kids and things like that. Cause I think a lot of it comes from where he, um, grew up and how he grew up. So it's, um, interesting stuff. Now he's in Don't Look Up and various other projects. He, he only had that small part, right? Yeah, okay. but he's still part of the movie. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm not in Don't Look Up, so yeah. 
<laughs> I admire anyone else who is, I guess. That was a we- that was a very odd but really funny movie. That's a great film. I like the part where we saw the the dinosaur um eat Meryl Streep. Yeah. On the on the planet. That was the cool. thing that you didn't see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> My son not here. <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, and, I, and I, thanks for the stuff. Yeah, thanks for the luxury apartments. <laughs> yeah, and uh, thanks a lot for the stuff. You know, you got the regular people, then you got those elit- elitist rich people, and then you have the cool rich like us. <laughs> <laughs> and he was the only one in the on the planet, right? He's like, hello. Yeah, hello. he's like the only one who's still alive. Hello, uh, I'm still here. <laughs> That was a weird, that was weird. I think he's gotten off the deep end, though, in real life, Jonah Hill. Really? Why? Well, apparently now he's saying that promoting movies is so difficult that if he's ever in another movie, he's not going to go out and do talk shows or any interviews around them. Which one, I, I would imagine, would make it less likely that he'll be hired for stuff. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do when you're promoting anything. Yeah, and then there was something with, like, an Instagram model that he was dating for a while uh-huh. that came out recently where apparently he was upset with her for being an Instagram model, but that's how he met her. Huh? So, yeah. And I haven't watched it, but he did a show on Netflix, a reality series, about his relationship with his therapist. Oh, that sounds weird. Yeah, okay. so I don't know if he's doing okay in life, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about, well, now I know people have go to therapy for different reasons, Mm -hmm. but I always wonder, like, I always, I've I've had this thought, well, why did, why did so-and-so go to therapy? Are they like really messed up or is there like some issues that they've had and they haven't gotten over it? Um, But not, not everybody, you know. I think therapy is a good thing. Yeah. If, you're connected with the right person. Yeah, because, you know, just like a psychologist, psychology, maybe, I mean, there, there's some things, there's some issues I have with psychology because sometimes I think they like to push their ideas on other people and it doesn't always, it, it's not always true. But if you have the right counselor or the right therapist, then uh, that'll, you know, you'll be good. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, there's some issues that, you might not be able to be helped with, depending on if the person wants to take the advice or not. Right. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I thought about uh, becoming a psychologist. Really? Yeah, my sister's studying to become one. Wow. Which I think you already knew. Yeah, I knew that. I knew she was she was uh, studying psychology. Yeah, but at MLC, mm-hmm. we had a therapist come to talk to a class that I was in. And one of the things he said is you could get a call from the police in the middle of the night because it's standard operating procedure mm-hmm. that if one of your patients commits suicide, the police can come and talk to you about it. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. And what's that like to you when somebody reveals something illegal to you? Because then it gets out of your hands. You're legally obligated to report certain things. And I don't mean yeah. like... I think it's a, a court up, uh, like you have to, you're, you're, you're mandated to do it. Yeah. But it's like a severity crime. So if you say, Hey, I smoked a joint once 
and you're in Wyoming where it's illegal, they probably don't have to go to the, the cops. But if you're like, hey, um, I like molesting kids, I, I don't, but I'm using that as an example, then they have to go to the authorities immediately. Yeah, because somebody might be in danger. Exactly. Well, I, I heard stories about serial killers or rapists that have um, had therapy and that the therapist who talked to them or um, they've either talked to the therapist or they had their medical records released. Mm. And it turns out that they should not have been, um, they should not have stopped therapy or they should not have been out of the mental institution. Yep. So, and it makes me think, well, how could this person just slip through the cracks? Exactly. How could this person have just, you know, how irresponsible can a therapist be to let this person be released? So getting back to TV, that's another reason I'm not really interested in watching The Sopranos. Yeah. Because apparently the main character goes to a therapist. But he's like the mob boss. Yeah. That doesn't strike me as believable at all. Yeah. Why would a mob boss go to therapy if he thinks he's okay? Right. Well, also... That seems like it would put the therapist in an awkward position. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm I'm talking to this person who's done some pretty illegal things. Yeah. Murdering people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. No, I don't know. I don't know either, babes. No, I don't know either. (laughs) Well, in Allie McBeal, so I didn't really start to really watch Allie McBeal until I signed up for Netflix uh, 11 years ago. Yep. That was around the time that I moved to Portland, and... She was having all these weird visions of unicorns and, you know, the the law firm that she works for is pretty quirky and weird. And they have a unisex bathroom. Okay. It's, it's kind of a the uh, makings of a really weird and quirky TV show that I liked. Because, it, it, by the way, mm-hmm. it's by the same creator. The dude who made Allie McBeal also created Picket Fences. Okay. Okay. I, I did think Allie McBeal, I mean, after watching it, the whole five seasons, I actually really enjoyed. Okay. They had some weird, they had some weird storylines. I think I watched one episode because my sister was watching it. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I've seen enough of this. Yeah. I, 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 I thought it was very strange, mm. but I liked it. Yeah. And so she would have these, she would have these, um, these weird visions and 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 at one point in the very first season or i think it was the first season tracy almond was her um played her therapist oh wow yeah and she was odd interesting Again. interesting tracy almond um and she had an american she had an american accent in uh the episodes that um showed her and Allie. she's like well i'm sorry you're going no, through no, that no, no. no it wasn't a southern accent okay good Bubs. What? I wasn't sure. It was like she's from New York. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ellie, I'm sorry you're going through that. Okay. I don't know. Or she sounded like Rhoda. Yeah, like 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 Mia. Mia. Rhoda. Allie, I'm gonna tell you about my friend Mia. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. I'm excited. <laughs> you know, Allie, it's times like this I ask myself, what would Mia do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rhoda's a new therapist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Mia isn't here. She's doing her own thing. Yeah, Mia's gone. She's doing her own thing. Yeah. What happened to Mia? Yeah. <laughs> Mia. Mia. Yeah. Well, interesting. Are you going to watch the reboot of Ally McBill? 
It no. Okay, good. I already watched it. Yeah. I I mean, uh uh-uh. uh, no. I'm glad to hear that there, Jay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> give me a kiss. No. All right, give me a kiss. Okay. Mm. Mm. Oh my goodness. What? I love you, babes. So really quick before we yeah. talk about what happened yesterday, I woke up like I think it might have been five or six. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I'm tired again. And I didn't get up until 9.30. I know. Jeez. Yes. I must have been tired. You must have been. I woke up around 9, but I didn't even look at the time until like 9.23. And then I'm like, okay, I got to get my J-Lo up. But you're snoring, so I wasn't sure. Hey, how to... You were. Oops. No, you were. Didn't you say that? You. It seemed to me like you were in a deep sleep. And I don't know how I determined that. Bubs. Yeah. Stop it. I love you. No, I don't think everybody needs to know everything. Well, we're archiving babes. Huh? We're archiving babes. I know, but nobody needs to know that I make noises when I'm sleeping. Uh-oh. It's really kind of, you know, private. I don't really like everybody knowing that, even though I wake myself up sometimes. It's still. Uh-oh. Well, I love you, babes. Mm. Yes. Okay. 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 Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, to move this along a little bit, we're only 30 minutes in. Okay, really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I think we're doing pretty well on time, even though we're going to start a little bit late. Okay. Yeah. Um, But, yesterday... After we did this, we started work on dinner. Mm-hmm. Tell me. So, um, I got out the, uh, I, I bought like a couple bags of chopped onions because I didn't want to spend too much time cutting up onions. And so I thawed those out and I thawed the broccoli out and we got out the cheese and the chicken thighs and, um the two cans of um the the two cans of french onion soup i had to throw away the mushrooms because they didn't they they were not good anymore mm-hmm. but you found a, an extra can of cream of mushroom soup which worked really well yeah mixed all that up i put the rice in there which i'm kind of wondering the only thing i have a, a complaint about is how crunchy the rice is but i'm kind of wondering if we should have put water in there i don't know anyway bake that up for about an hour and a half Oh, no, no, 50 minutes. Like an hour. We did about Close an hour. to an hour. And um, everything turned out good except the rice was too cr- crunchy. Yeah. And Alana wanted to do uh, like a, a bake, but yeah, the rice was a little bit. I'm kind of wondering if we should have kept the rice out, honestly. Mm. Well, maybe next time we'll just do vegetables and chicken. chicken. and cheese. And, yeah, yeah, potatoes. We'll replace the rice with... Um, Yukon Golds or something. Yeah, I I would be into that. We could do something like that. Yeah, just because we've done it without rice, I think. Um, I think we did. Oh, you know what? I think what it was is I actually cooked the rice on my in my cooker. Did you? I think I did. I don't remember that. Cause you're you wouldn't have done that because like half the time the stuff gets stuck to the cooker. Well, there's a way to make. Well, I mean, I I have used olive oil before. Oh. To make sure that doesn't happen. But anyway, that's why don't you use it all the time? I do. Well, oh. I try to anyway. Okay. 
But anyway, that's besides the point. We are going to make a creamy Tuscan chicken tonight, which is one of my, our favorite dishes. I'm excited about it, babes. I am too. I love the creamy Tuscan chicken. No rice required. But we are going to have garlic cheese bread with it. Yes. Yum. That'll be nice. And I, um, I, I'm thinking that we'll be able to put some slices in the bread pan. Yes. With the butter and garlic and yes. and some parm cheese. Yes. <laughs> now Bill Joyoso has been kind enough to grade the cheese because I didn't, I wasn't able to get a square cut. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. So we'll use that one. There we go, there, little Joel. There we go, there. Yes. And <laughs> we'll have to use. So I forgot the carrots. I for I I had carrots and i forgot to yeah because you break uh, the carrots out and you're like okay i'm gonna put your carrot in and then i pull the thing out and you're like oh i forgot your carrot. i did i forgot i did i totally forgot to take the carrots out of the fridge and i'm like oh no yeah <laughs> i'm sorry and you conveniently remembered it as i'm serving up this stuff i know i totally forgot because i was gonna take the carrots out and i'm like what did i forget and <laughs> it was the carrots but that happened so we'll have to think about something to uh, to make with the carrots. Yeah. Which uh, we'll think of something. J-Lo looks like Susan Burnett, but she has some blonde roots. Give me a kiss. I'm, it's black hair, but I'm not a brunette. Okay, J-Lo looks like she has black hair, but there's some blonde roots. No, Bubs, I made a mistake. All right, give me a kiss. No. Yeah, give me a kiss for your sake. I don't want to. Okay, so give me a kiss for my no, sake. No, you're going to make fun I of me. I never would, babes. Give me a kiss. Um, I never would give me a kiss. Three days of anniversary, Bob, in three days. Yeah, I know, so give me a kiss. Be good boy. I always am give me a kiss. No. I always am give me a kiss. 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 Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I don't know what I'm going to do with you sometimes. Yes. Have you decided what you're going to get me for a anniversary poison? Oh, I, I haven't decided yet. I got you a lot of cooking stuff. Um, I really have to think of something. Maybe a thumb drive, a ticket to see Common, mm. if, you know, nosebleed section, either one. Oh, my goodness. You ain't getting that. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I, uh... Do you have enough thumb drives or do you need another one? I can always go for another thumb drive. Okay. One with like a lot of storage. Mm. You know they have terabyte thumb drives now? Really? For like 40 bucks, I think. Wow. Yeah. Huh, that's an idea. Yeah. Terabyte is so cool. That is really cool. A terabyte thumb drive. I remember buying a hard drive that had, I want to say 500 gigs on it for 480 bucks. Whoa. In 2009. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool because the terabyte external drives are really cool. But I had no idea now that they're selling thumb drives. Mm -hmm. hmm. Well, I should, uh, I should look at that. And I think I got a two terabyte hard drive in 2012 for like 500 bucks. Whoa. Yeah. Wow, um, that's a lot. I have an eight terabyte hard drive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a thumb drive that's uh that's very convenient. How many how many terabytes are you looking for? I want a 100 terabyte thumb drive. A 100 terabyte? No, no oh, just a terabyte thumb okay. drive. Okay. A terabyte is a lot already. It's an okay amount. Well, how 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 much is it then? It's like a like how many gigs would that be? It's a thousand gigs. It's a lot of gigs. But 
when you're downloading tons of movies and TV shows mm -hmm. and podcasts. It can add up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. Very good there, little J-Wall. So, okay, so we had dinner, and for the most part, dinner was good. We might actually have some of it for lunch. Yeah. We might have a little bit of it for lunch. I could see that after we wrap this up. We can have it for lunch while we're watching. Yeah. Do we watch TV when we're... I guess we could, but we won't be able to watch the visual aspect of it, though. I oh. can't describe what's going on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe we eat really quick and then, you know, watch Maya. 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 Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we ate that and we listened to some David Bowie and some Carly Simon. David Bowie stuff was kind of weird. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah. We got to get some more soul in your music, uh, Taste Babes. I do have a lot of soul in my music, Taste Babes. Oh, good. Hey, Buzz, I was the one who introduced you to George Benson. That's true. George Benson's really good. Yeah, he is pretty good. Yes. But I think maybe tonight will be Take the Floor. Take the Floor is good. We could also do J to Z. J to Z. Oh, I haven't watched it. I haven't listened to that in a long time. Or... Me Music Planet. Yes. Um, what's that other radio show? Oh, God, it's really good. It's that international one. I forget, but there's a... There's, there's Something... A not Music Planet. Um... Is that when they were doing, um, there was a guy that was reporting some live, um... Yes. Uh, was it African something? Afrobeat? Afrobeat. I think I'm... Afropop? Afropop or something. Worldwide, something like that. Yeah. Um, but I have a bunch of episodes of that, too, so... I'm kind of interested in looking at the, um, the BBC audio dramas, too. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah. You never, have you watched them yet? I've heard some of them over the years, but it's been a minute. Wow. But that might be fun. Maybe not tonight. Yeah. But maybe next week we could have like an audio drama thing. Yeah. So um, this one guy <clears throat> that I knew, um, he was the one guy that was really jealous of every guy that was in my life. Um, he it's had... called dad. No, not... no, it wasn't dad. Sorry. Go ahead. It was somebody else. Um, I told you about him. Yes. No, I know who you're talking about. That was a joke. Oh my goodness. Very <laughs> tall guy, uh, wore combat boots. Nice. Anyway, he had a Lord of the Rings audio drama set and it was cool because there was like really cool sound effects and all the um, actors were British. Mm. It was really good too. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I need to get more into audio dramatizations. It's good stuff. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> and so we um, ended up watching two British movies, actually. Yep. What were they called, babes? Brief Encounters was the first one we watched, Brief Encounters, and then uh, Time Without Pity. Yes. Which one do you want to talk about? Brief Encounters. Tell me about it. So I do not know who acted in Brief Encounters, but the acting was excellent. It was about this woman who... Meets up with this lady that just keeps talking and talking and talking. And it sounds like she's she's very much a gossip. <laughs> and she is upset because she um, really th thought that um, this lady, Dolly, um, knows more about her affair with Dr. Alec Harvey. Because we don't know that she had one until she starts telling the story. And she almost faints on the train. So she tells a story about um, meeting this doctor, Dr. Alec Harvey, and they've 
develop some kind of relationship over a four week period because she keeps going past the hospital on her errands. And uh, she has a uh, she has a husband named Fred who's a very nice man and I think two or three kids. Then they're young kids. I think it's two. Two kids. I think it's Bobby and Margaret or something. So she's telling the story as if she's telling Fred the story. And she's saying that um, uh, this is what I did with Fred. We went on a boat. We went to a restaurant. We went to other places. And she had to do a lot of lying and she would tell her friend, okay, um, I need you to back me up in this lie. And she doesn't tell the friend why. She says, yeah, so, so um, if I ask you, if I told you that um, we went to lunch, uh, could you confirm that to my husband? Because I told him that we went to lunch together. And, and she's not disclosing the information, obviously, because she doesn't want to seem like something's really going on. Mm -hmm. So um, Alec Harvey um, admits that he's in love with her and so does she, but she's thinking, well, there's so much at stake here. He has a wife. I have a husband. I have children. I can't do this. Things come to a head where Alec goes to this house who um, I guess his friend has opened for him. It's like a flat, right? Yeah. And his friend comes home and she doesn't want to be seen. She doesn't want him to know that she's been there. And I guess they were going to do something. We don't know what it is, but she says, okay, I have to go. Um, you know, I have to go quickly. So she leaves and she notices his friend, Stephen. And Stephen thinks, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You were talking to a patient privately. And the reason why Stephen was back was because he, he felt sick with a cold. Could you go on, please? Things keep happening. The relationship starts to involve between her and this dude. They're going to movies. They're seeing each other. Babes, take over. What? I just said that. Bubs. No, no, no. I trust what you're doing. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so... Bubs. <laughs> oh, and they see Daffy Duck. <laughs> Bubs. No, I, I I wanted you to continue a little bit more, but... No, it wasn't Daffy Yeah, it was Daffy Duck. No, there was no Daffy Duck. No, but they mentioned Daffy Duck, don't they? It was Donald Duck. Oh, I'm sorry. They mentioned Don Duck. <laughs> Little Donnie Duck. Walking through the forest. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. He wants me to continue. Well, so things, and it also went back and forth to when she had the music up a little bit loud and she was knitting and he was doing something and he's like, can you please turn the music down? Yeah. So meanwhile, she's, she realized that this <clears throat> relationship is coming to an end. Um, the doctor gets a job in another um, city, but it's in Johannesburg, Africa. And he says, do you really want me to go? And she's like, no, you need to go because you're going to miss a really good opportunity. And so 
he realizes that that's the last time he's going to see her. And then who should appear? Dolly. And it ruins the last few minutes of their time. And he leaves and she's thinking, okay, maybe he decides to stay, but the train takes off and she's thinking, oh, well, maybe it would be easier if I stand in front of the train on the train tracks and kill myself. But she's like, no, Fred, I couldn't do it. So then she's back at home mm -hmm. and she, and he says, you know, her husband says, you know, you were um, about a million miles away. Thank you for coming back. And then she collapses into his arms. She cries. And then uh, that was the end of the movie. I believe this film came out in 1947. Yeah. It could not have been made in Hollywood at the time. No. Because of the Hayes Code, which was ridiculous. But it was the reality. And... When I watch British films, mm -hmm. honestly, my knowledge isn't as good as it should be. It makes me want to delve a little bit deeper into their cinema. Yeah, yeah. They they do they do discuss topics that would not have been discussed at that time. Mm -hmm. They they take a little bit of risk. I um, think so. And I've also th heard that uh, um European movies are kind of loosey goosey about a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Does this film make you want to do the same thing do what look at more british films from that uh, oh yeah possibly possibly and i don't really know what are considered the classics mm -hmm. but i guess it's something that i could google and yeah. we could do some research on yeah that may, might be interesting to do like a, a british um uh, look more into british film because our films there are some really great american films american classics but there's something about british films that i'm starting to really enjoy mm -hmm. we haven't watched a lot of them no we've seen some but we could definitely watch more yeah yes and there's a lot of really good british actors there are <laughs> and actresses yes 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 <laughs> yes yes but then babes yeah we watched another film called time without pity and it's basically starts off this lady is running down these stairs and she's murdered. Mm -hmm. They catch a person who they think did it. He's on trial. They sentence him to die. Yep. His dad is an alcoholic. David Graham and and, and the and it's an, and the guy who's going to die his name is also Alec. Yep. Alec Graham. David goes to see his son Alec. This is after a few months. Yep. The son only has a day or two left. And David's like, you know, I'm going to investigate this case. Mm -hmm. Talks to Alec's roommate. Brian Stanford. Brian Stanford. Who's really good friends with him. Yeah. And David starts doing the research. I don't want to give too much about this away, but I'll give away a fair amount. Yeah. Uh, Brian's dad is a little bit unhinged. Yeah, he's he's gone a little crazy. And... Basically, David puts together that Brian did the murder. Tries to get a little bit more time. There's a woman involved with the story whose name is... Anna Stanford, who I believe is the stepmother of Brian. Yep. She's helping in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. They buy Alec an extra day. David, again, puts everything together. 
And then near the end of the movie, David and Brian's dad are in a room wrestling with a gun. And Dave, go ahead. David and Brian's dads didn't have the same dad. That's what you said. Oh, David. Okay, let me rephrase it. Brian's dad and David are in the same room. Yes. There's a fight over a gun. And Alec doesn't have too much more time left. Nope. David makes it where Brian, uh, he gets shot and it looks like Brian's dad did the shooting. Because they called a cop ahead of time. And he yep. had said that Brian's dad has the gun on me. Yep. He dies. Brian walks in, calls the police sheriff dude, and says, uh, my dad just killed so-and-so. And that's kind of where the movie ends. And the dad's like, I didn't do it. So... We are both confused. Yeah, so it's possible because we're blind folks that there's something visual that we just missed. Yeah. But here's what confused us. Okay, David put this together, and now it looks like Brian's dad is guilty of murder for killing David. But yeah. how does that get Alec off yeah. of death row? Yeah, because before he kills himself, he says, well, you, you don't want my son to go out like that, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like... Okay, so how does this save Alec when you, you, you're going to kill himself and you promised Alec you were going to come back to save him? Yeah. Um, Anna doesn't know about this. Um, uh, Vicky Harker doesn't know about this. And Vicky Harker is a different character in the movie that got entangled with the Stanfords. Mm -hmm. And her mother doesn't know about it. So it's like, okay, so <laughs> the, 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 this is really confusing to me. It was to me, too. Now, having said that, I did enjoy the film. The acting was great. It was. Yeah. And I felt that the storytelling was really good up until the last scene. Uh-huh. And again, it's probably something visual that we missed, but it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yes. The, the storyline with um, Jenny and Alec and how Jenny ended up dying and how she, you know, the, the whole drunk thing. I mm -hmm. mean... Um, there were some funny things too. Like there was a, I think there was supposed to be like a party, and all these drunk guys wanted to sing Christmas music. Yeah, and, and they were all getting the lyrics wrong, and there was they're getting drunker by the minute. It was kind of funny. And there's also some really dramatic stuff. So David goes to see the sister of the woman who Alec is accused of killing. Yeah, Agnes. Agnes, and they're in this like strip club, and she basically tells him, "I hope your son dies." Yeah, I'm glad that your son is going to die. Yeah. yeah. But she, um, she got entangled with the Stanfords too, or with Mr. Stanford, mm -hmm. because he was gonna be, he was willing to pay her off not to say anything. Yes. And then he was like, "What really happened to your sister Jenny? Because there was some other person involved, and it happened to be well. Anyway, yeah, I can't say any more of that. That's fair. But that was gonna give a lot away. But um, it was somebody else, and it wasn't Alec." Because of the ending, I'd give this film a week seven. I would too. And I'd give the first movie, Brief Encounters, a strong seven. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. I would too. Yes. This morning, babes, mm -hmm. you were saying that uh, some movie got like a really high rating on IMDb. Yeah. What was it? Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. And then, um, and then Definition Please got a low rating from IMDb. Like a five and a half. Which is funny because now I, I didn't like the movie as much as you did, but I gave it at least a seven. Mm -hmm. You thought it was like eight worthy, which I thought, why? Um, but, but, but I, you know, I digress. 
I thought that it would have, I thought it deserved um, a better grade than a five. That's fair. I agree. But Blue Velvet, it was just such a weird movie. I did like a lot about Blue Velvet, but it was very out there. Yeah, the 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 town with the two teenagers. I like that part of it. Mm-hmm. But the psycho stuff. Mm-mm. So getting back to the movies <clears throat> we watched last night. Yeah. Would you recommend them to your family? I would. Okay. Yes, I would. What would you say? I don't know. But uh, I would say I would say. Well, I guess I would say. Oh, uh, these are a couple of British movies that I thought were pretty good. Nice. And the acting was amazing, and uh, I I liked it. We were talking in bed later, and I was surprised that you have never seen Are You Being Served? No, I haven't. I don't know a lot about British shows. Mm-hmm. I also haven't seen Mon- Monty Python's um, The Flying Circus. I also haven't seen Faulty Towers, and you know that I haven't. Right. Which but- is, I think, the best British show I've watched. Or it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a better way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Faulty Towers is is really something. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Basil faulty. Basil faulty. Yes. Okay, when I, when I, when I think of the, the term faulty, I think, oh, there could be like an electrocution or something. Or right. A, a faulty outlet. Yes. <laughs> Basil faulty. It's funny. Yes. There is some weird racism in the show. Really? Why? Well, there's one scene that I can think about where, so there's this old general who kind of stays there. Yeah. And there's a scene where he's talking to Basil Fawlty and he casually uses the N-word. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's not like really acknowledged. It's just kind of there. Wow. So that doesn't really hold up too well. Uh-oh. And when did this show come out? 70s. Wow. They did their first season in 75 and their last one in 79. Oh. And apparently there's rumors that John Cleese wants to bring it back. Wait a minute, though. There's only 12 episodes. How yeah, do they do? Because they in Britain, they do a lot shorter seasons. So he did six episodes one year. And then four years later, he comes back. And he was mar- married to um, the uh, lady. She's, she's kind of like a waitress in Faulty Towers. He mm-hmm. was married to her in real life. Okay. And they wrote the first season. They get divorced. And then they come back and do a second season. Together? Yes. Wow. There's an interesting documentary on it, which I have, but I'm struggling to remember the name of it right now. Wow. Yeah. So he uses the N-word in the show? Um, John Cleese doesn't, but the old general dude uses it. Yeah, that's what I mean. And it's kind of like very nonchalant the way he does it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. It is interesting. Huh. (laughs) And he wasn't even like reprimanded for it or anything? No, it was just kind of there. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Interesting. Interesting they have little jail. Interesting they are. Yes. Yes. That yes. wouldn't hold up in America, though. No, but they've done reboots or, I guess, remakes of Faulty Towers in America, and they never last. They did one with B. Arthur. Really? Yeah, and they did one with John Lorikat. B. Arthur? What show is that? I don't remember the name of it, but it was like an American version of Faulty Towers. Oh, wow. So they tried to do it a couple of times here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was this before, uh, was this pre-Golden Girls? I think this might have been afterwards. Okay. And I think John Lorikett might have also been after uh, Night Court and the John Lorikett show. I heard about the John Lorikett show. But I, I watched watch it. It. Okay. it was on for a minute. It, yeah. it probably had like three or four seasons. Okay. Which, okay, it's not the success that Night Court was, but it's yeah. still pretty big. 
I think that was on, was it NBC or Yes, TV? it was. It was okay. NBC. Okay, I didn't watch the show, but I know my teacher liked it. I heard that he was a jerk in real life, though. Wow. Which is unfortunate. But unfortunate. People can't be perfect. Who did he play on Night Court? He was Dan Fielding, babes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't watched a show in a long time. Oh. Dan Fielding. Dan Fielding. <laughs> I do remember Dan Fielding. The oversexed lawyer. Yeah. 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 But Judge Stone was great. They were all really good on the show. Mac was great. Yeah. Did you know, by the way, the lady who played Selma on like the first season before she died, mm. did you know that she was a writer for Sid Caesar? Sid Caesar? No. Yeah, I read about that in a book this week. I think it's called Television, a Biography. Huh. And they mentioned that. I thought, oh, yeah. that's really interesting. Well, because I haven't watched all the episodes of Night Court. Um I really want, I know it's not streaming anywhere. I really want to watch it, but. Listen, it's an 80s sitcom. I don't know if it holds up today because most 80s sitcoms don't. But I remember at the time enjoying it when I was a kid. Yes. It got really weird at one point though. Oh, really? Like, I don't know if you were still watching, but do you remember uh, Dan's assistant, Phil? No, I don't actually. Okay. It's been a while, so. Dan gets this homeless guy named Phil Uh to do errands for him. Okay. And then in, like, the fifth or sixth season, Phil dies because a piano falls out of a building <laughs> and kills him. Yeah. But it turns out that Phil was, like, a multimillionaire. Yeah. And his rich brother comes to try to make sure that Dan doesn't get the money. That's weird. Yeah, and then Dan ends up moving into the sewers, I think. Yeah. It got really weird. Wow. Yeah. Dan moves into the sewer. If I remember correctly, with something weird like that. That's a horrible way to die to have a piano fall out of a building onto you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a funny premise. Like, yes. like it would happen in a cartoon. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Thank you there, little shampoo. Thank you there. Do you remember that one? Was it, was it the scene in Frasier where they're trying to get a piano? Um, They're trying to get a piano up to up the stairs or something and... Um, it was supposed to be for a, um, some kind of a party. Vaguely. And the piano ends up falling down the stairs. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how big a piano box is because pianos are not easy to carry. No, you need like a crew yeah. and like a piece of equipment, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, if you're not careful, the piano can break. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I wonder how my, um, so my aunt, I think, is keeping my old piano. That thing needs to be tuned. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does need to be tuned. Yes. Well, good, babes. Oh, I understand that you had a dream over the week. Yeah, I did. I actually had a dream, like, before I woke up on Friday. I had this dream that this lady that I heard in an interview, who's an author, um, she, I had a dream that she had a cooking podcast and that there was like a preview of her cooking podcast and somebody was saying that the, what she made, like this, whatever dish she made was really juicy. It was like a chicken dish or something. Mm. And, and people were saying that it was really good. And she was like, yeah, people have been telling me that I'm a good cook. And, and, and I was thinking to myself, I wonder if there are cooking podcasts and I think there are. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Sip and feast. They're now doing a podcast. I think there might be others. I honestly haven't gotten too into cooking podcasts, but maybe I should. Mm. Yeah. 
And so I had a weird dream about a cooking podcast. Nice. Yeah. Good. Yes. Well, babes, let's see how far into this are we. We're at just under an hour. Wow. Yeah. This is our shortest one yet, but No, uh, our first one, I think, is our shortest one. Oh, that's right, because we only talked about Ted Bundy. We talked about other things. Other stuff. Like that, that one's only like 20 minutes. I didn't know that was that short. And we've done other ones that were shorter than this. Yeah. Some of our Jayla Loves Jesus ones are pretty short. That is true. Yeah. When we were doing those, <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta spend time and uh, get an, get another lesson underway. Oh, you know what you should do when on babes like, is humor. Humor, oh yeah. yeah, I'm sure that there's a lot of humorous stuff. Yeah, and and what God thinks about humor and whatnot. I think he's very humorous. You should find Bible verses to back that up. Well, there is a lot of Bible verses about being joyful and laughing and, um being happy and things like that there's there's a lot of things there's a lot of verses on laughter actually I think. yeah find find some of those let's do a humorous uh jayla this jesus oh. we're always so serious on that i know but there is a lot of serious topics oh <laughs> i'll have to think about that i think you should there little jay i think you should there why yeah <sighs> i think we covered most everything oh yeah there's a lot of chock full in this uh, almost um, under an hour episode. Well, now it's probably about an hour. Okay, now it's about an yes. hour. But we should probably go and watch some meh. 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 Oh, meh. 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 Yes. Do you want to eat a little bit? We should probably eat a little bit. Yeah. Get get some of that finished. Extremely little, though. Well, we'll make it fast. For the kids. For the kids? Why not? Bubs. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll watch four hours of Mia. Mia, and then get started on the other food. Yeah. Okay. Right. Mm. Bubs. What's up? Normally, no That's noise. That's what I keep telling you, babe. No, oh, you. That's what I keep telling. No, I keep you. telling you. Okay, I'm sure you do. Mm. Oh and gosh. we're going to watch it without commercials, so it'll be something for Alana. Bubs! What? I love you. Uh, All right, give me another kiss. No. No, because you just raised your voice at me. And You're I'm, making fun of me. I did that privilege. My no. dad. My dad died, so give me a kiss. No. All right, but my dad died. You say sorry. I'm sorry, but my dad died. I don't think you... I'm still in shock, babe. So, babes, <laughs> give me a kiss. I'm still in shock. <laughs> All right, babes. <laughs> Anything else you want to say? It has been a week um, since it happened, so I, I can I, I understand why you would be in shock still. Yes. But don't use that as an excuse for bad behavior. I never would. Yes, you would. I don't believe I would. I can't wait. All right, babes. Well, let's wrap it up. Okay, bye. Right. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Bye.